Section 15 of Birds, Volume 1, Number 5, May 1897. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Anne B. Sweet 13. The Wood Thrush. With what a clear and ravishing sweetness sang the plaintive thrush. I love to hear his delicate, rich voice chanting through all the gloomy day when loud amid the trees is dropping the big rain and gray mists wrap the hill for ray the sweeter his song is when the day is sad and dark so many common names has the wood thrush that he would seem to be quite well known to every one some call him the bell thrush others bell bird others again wood robin and the french canadians who love his delicious song grieve de boy and merle ton in spite of all this however and although a common species throughout the temperate portions of eastern north america the wood thrush can hardly be said to be a well-known bird in the same sense as the robin the catbird or other more familiar species but to every inhabitant of rural districts his song at least is known since it is of such a character that no one with the slightest appreciation of harmony can fail to be impressed by it some writers maintain that the wood thrush has a song of a richer and more melodious tone than that of any other american bird and that did it possess continuity would be incomparable damp woodlands and shaded dells are favorite haunts of this thrush but on some occasions he will take up his residence in parks within large cities he is not a shy bird yet it is not often that he ventures far from the wild wood of his preference the nest is commonly built upon a horizontal branch of a low tree from six to ten rarely much more feet from the ground the eggs are from three to five in number of a uniform greenish color thus like the nest resembling those of robin except that they are smaller in spite of the fact that his name indicates his preference for the woods we have seen this thrush in parks and gardens his brown back and spotted breast making him unmistakable as he hops over the grass for a few yards and pauses to detect the movement of a worm seizing it vigorously a moment after he eats ripening fruits especially strawberries and gooseberries but no bird can or does destroy so many snails and he is much less an enemy than a friend of the gardener it would be well if our park commissioners would plant an occasional fruit tree cherry apple and the like in the public parks protecting them from the ravages of every one except the birds for whose sole benefit they should be set aside the trees would also serve a double purpose of ornament and use and the youth who grew up in the city and rarely ever see an orchard would become familiar with the appearance of fruit trees the birds would annually increase in numbers as they would not only be attracted to the parks thereby but they would build their nests and rear their young under far more favorable conditions than now exist the criticism that birds are too largely destroyed by hunters should be supplemented by the complaint that they are also allowed to perish for want of food especially in seasons of unusual scarcity or severity food should be scattered through the parks at proper times nesting boxes provided not a few but many and then the happy mother of every brood will twitter notes of gratitude. End of section fifteen. This recording is in the public domain.